Welcome to Love Fly podcast. Uh, Paul Tizard here, Fear of Flying Coach. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, Camilla, who has, uh, we've had some dealings over the last few months. And I thought it'd be great if you were able to come on and tell a bit of your story about your fear of flying journey and uh, yeah, what helped and all the rest of it and what you've been up to really. So thank you and welcome. That's, I'm happy to be um, on the show. Oh. It has helped me a lot, and um, I'm I'm glad to contribute to it as well. Oh, thank you. So let's so rewind a bit. Then tell us yep. how you sort of came across us, and then the steps that you took. Well, you know a little bit about what your fear was like as well. That'd be really interesting for people. Yeah, I guess um, the interesting part about how I came across uh, Love Fly is the interesting part is that it was actually when I hit my rock bottom so I, I had I, I have had this fear of flying since I was well since my first flight I've, I've told you that as well mm. the, the first the first moment that I that I felt turbulence was the moment that I was like what the hell no one actually said the plate moves and and no one was able to explain to me either why happened were you so quite quite young then I'm guessing yeah I was I was 18 or 19 something like that so yeah no one was able to explain it to me and it kind of fostered that fear that kept on growing over the years and then fast forward some uh, 15 years later more or less I'm returning from Croatia and I'm at the airport and I'm completely in a panic which is completely I, I don't want to say ridiculous because I know that fear comes from a a place of insecurity in a way and lack of knowledge and all that stuff but I didn't have a way of justifying why I was feeling the way I was feeling and mm. why I was behaving like that I, I was completely I, I, nothing that I was doing was in control I was completely out of control like almost crying cried a couple of times as well this all before even getting into the plane I had this, uh, which I, I've, um, I mentioned to you during during our, co- our coaching sessions, I had this obsession with green tea, that I had to have a green tea with me when I went to a flight, to every flight. And of course, you're not going to find a hot green tea very easily in an airport in Croatia in July. So that was even making it even worse. And I was like, starting to like, I tell my partner, I don't think I can do this. This is mm. too much for me. What was I, it about the I'm green really, tea you think that made that, that you had to have one of those? I don't know. I think there was a flight that I did to um, to Ireland some seven or eight years ago. That was really early, and um, I felt that coffee would be too much, so I ordered the green tea, and I felt that was very comforting to have a green tea with me. Oh, and then I it. thought, well, let's have this every single time. So that's the um, secret. <laughs> <laughs> This green tea saves 300 people, so I better I, I better hold on to it forever. So I just kept on doing it, and I don't know, I just kept on getting worse. And at the beginning, it was kind of effective to have it with me because mm. there was that comfort of the 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 hot the, the the tea was hot, and then the smell was nice. So mm. it kind of creates this sort of sense of calmness in you. But then 
that feeling kind of wears off and it gives way to a much worse sensation, which is it it becomes a little bit hopeless that not even the tea is helping you. And actually, the tea is now sort of a prop that you need to hold on to. And you don't even need you don't even want to drink it, but you have it there just in case something happens and then turbulence comes and you, you know, you take a sip and yeah, it's just, but anyway, they eventually, so my partner eventually found the green tea, <laughs> but not even that was helping. And then, and then we were frenetically looking online, like, is there anything that can help very quickly? And, and my partner found the Love Fly podcast in, in Spotify and we downloaded a couple of episodes and, you know, I took off, I cried, I started feeling, I don't know, that the walls were closing in and, mm. you know, like, oh, damn, now, now there's nothing that's going to stop this. And, you know, clenching your, 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 your body and kind of like holding yes. it together, yes. see if you can, <laughs> you can save everyone, I don't know. And then eventually when the plane stabilizes, I decided, okay, I'm going to give this podcast thing a chance. And it was an episode that was with Captain Steve. And it was a really good episode because he goes through every single stage of flight, more or less, and things yes. that people are more commonly afraid of. Yeah, that's right. And there's a point where he says something like, there's absolutely no way that a plane can fall because of turbulence. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> did you believe it at that point? I kind of did because um, because he, you know, he has this way of explaining things that it's very, he's mm. obviously very calm. He has a very good sense of humor and he's like laughing while saying it. And there's a lightness to the way that he says it as well. But in the same time, a seriousness, which is, it's kind of nice that, you know, there's that respect for for this type of fear even though you fly a plane three times yes. a day or something yes yeah it was it was actually immediately helpful to to hear that and i don't know the flight was something like three hours or three hours and a half and by the end of it i was just calling my partner like oh did you know that planes cannot fall because of turbulence or stuff like i don't know did you know that they have to maintain the plane every day that sort of thing like mm. because i didn't i didn't know no and it was it was quite um, incredible for me to find out that actually maybe there was a lack of knowledge that I had about aviation and that by hearing uh, yourself and Captain Steve talking about that in a calming, lighthearted manner, it, it helped me understand that maybe there was a way that I could deal with all of this tension and, mm. and, and somehow get over it. So yeah, I've I've listened to the podcast for a while and then I didn't really do anything about it because that's what people tend to do, isn't it? You kind of like push it with your belly to make sure that, I don't know, because you don't want to deal with it because it's mm. obviously it's some sort of trauma or fear or whatever. You just push it along. Um, but eventually um, Christmas was coming and I'm original from uh, originally from Portugal. So I travel every year to go see my family in Christmas which means that I travel quite a lot actually to be able to see them and and I just felt like you know I can't I can't live like this forever it just keeps mm. getting worse and yes and you know this guy seemed nice Paul <laughs> Paul seemed like a nice guy I might as well give him a call and see, and see if he can help and that's how it happened I, I I flew to Lisbon I spoke to you for the first time in in my sister's house 
and and we decided that we were going to start at the beginning of this year and and so we did and it's been a, a tremendous change in my life very 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 impactful wow uh yeah ducks well well let's be honest you did the work so from the moment we started you were very conscientious and you were on it weren't you so I was very keen that's the that's the thing I, I just didn't want I, I'm not generally a person who is afraid of things in my day-to-day life mm. um you know and we do things we do ridiculous things like you know crossing the street without looking or you know things, things like that and and that's dangerous that is a dangerous thing mm. but then flying is not dangerous and I was so so afraid of it in in a way that I I can't really I can't really explain how how that started to take take over my life to the point that you know every day I told you about this as well that every day I was going around my business and obviously living in London you see you see planes all the time mm. I don't I don't know if they're coming into London or leaving London or just passing by but you see them constantly you hear them and and for a really long time every single time I saw a plane and this is like what 30 times a day uh, I I I don't know. I started like shaking a little bit and being like, "Oh yeah, my god, yeah. like what's what's going on in the side of that plane?" And well, I hope everyone's all right and yes. that sort of thing. And I and and thinking, oh, the next time that I'm going to be on the plane is still in six months, but I'm okay. You know yeah. that sort of thing. It's interesting, it's not isn't helpful. it? The, the power of fear that you. I remember us talking about this in the coaching sessions. That you know, the ability to be able to scare yourself even for, about an aircraft, even though you're not in it. It's quite a gift. Yeah, it's a gift I would rather not have. But yeah, it it, it was such an impact to to be able to you know from the from the from the first session that we did together, um, where I told you about all of this stuff, and you and you said, well, maybe you just need to engage with it, and and so I did, and for a really long time, I think a month or or so, instead of you know being controlled by the fear or the type of thoughts that I usually used to mm. have with just looking at a plane I started thinking about other things I remember that one of the things that you suggested specifically and that was incredibly helpful for me was thinking I wonder where they're going and that was actually kind of exciting because then you see the direction in which the plane is going and you can think okay that's north or that's west mm. or whatever and it's just it just engages a different part. I don't yes. know if this is scientifically true, but it engages a different part of yeah. your brain, at least conceptually, and you start thinking about it in um in a more lighthearted way that does not engage with your fear. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I was and trying to bring you into you the front of your head, basically. To you know, if you're curious, you're up, you're here. This bit, yeah. the fear is probably somewhere about there. In the back, yeah, and. Yeah, it, it, it's it's helpful to the point that it was helpful to the point that I don't notice planes anymore. Wow! Unless they're very loud, which sometimes happens, but mm. I just don't notice. I just don't notice them, and I don't feel when I do notice them, I don't feel afraid. And it's so that's my day to day, the the impact on my day to day, like my that's everyday amazing. life. That's yeah. amazing. So that's what what we in we're in May when we're recording this. That's quite yeah. a turnaround, isn't it, in a few months? Yeah, only five months, actually. But I was very keen on that because I remember that one of your episodes in the podcast, you say that generally the time that it takes to 
change a habit for a human is around three months if you mm. work on it. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm a smart person. I can work on this. I can do it um, even quicker. I can do it even quicker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I was really engaged and I really tried very hard to engage with it constantly, even during work hours at night in mm. my life. I started watching takeoff videos from the, from, um, the cockpit with pilots explaining what they were doing and things like that. And that was very helpful as well, because you see how actually how takeoff is such, it's actually so nice. Mm, they have such a beautiful view. Yeah. Yeah. It's very beautiful actually when you see it from the front and yeah, it's just a complete change of perspective, I guess. Yeah, it's, and I mean, you've done amazing. I was saying at the time, so I'm not, I hope I'm not breaching any confidences, but you're you're my ideal coachee because <laughs> we had our sessions. You did the the ten minutes each day, uh, videos and stuff, and then you just smashed it. Really, you you just did it, followed it, and and I think that's it, isn't it? It's not. There's no magic, really. It's just like have a strong desire and then just doing the work which you did so that was that was amazing so yeah more people like you would be great and no, uh, thank you thankfully I don't uh, I don't get I don't do the coaching with people I don't feel motivated because it's no point you know it's like I can't help them if somebody's not hasn't got the desire so somebody else yeah. pays for them to do it there's just not that I don't know it's not about the money it's about the desire do you know what I mean yeah, I know. Very, I know what you mean. Very yeah. motivated. I think that if if I was to if if I had done this a couple of years ago, it probably wouldn't have been as effective. But because probably my mind wouldn't be mm. in in it as much. So I think for other people hearing that maybe are afraid of flying as well, it, you you do need to work on it. And and I think as Paul was saying, it's half of the work is you, or most of the work is you, because you are going to carry this you have carried this for a really long time and you're going to carry this for the rest of your life because you will yes. never be a person that was never afraid of flying if that makes sense mm. so in a way i i guess i mean it's only been a couple of months but my guess is that you sort of work on it on the long term you just can't sleep on it because the moment you 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 give way to a bad thought and you and, and you and you feel afraid of it then you're you're falling into the same pattern yeah, yeah yeah so it's your you need to be prepared to put in the work but it's it's so rewarding it's so incredibly rewarding to be able to plan a trip and not feel afraid or you're in some you're somewhere amazing mm. and you're not afraid of coming back you yes. know you you get to feel excited to come back home it, it's just such an amazing thing that i've never experienced before and it's all new for me and and I, I'm I'm honestly loving it, uh, and I will not give up on it. Oh, fantastic! So you tell us what sort of trips you've done since. Did, you went to Japan, um, didn't you? I did, yeah. So the most important one, though, was when I went to to Paris. So I did I did the 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 the, the coaching, which lasts more or less a month, if you do the videos every single day, and. Um, and then I remember reading on, I think it was a manual or something that comes with the coaching that says that it, it's most effective if you decide to take a flight within three or four weeks after yes. the coaching yeah. session. And 
since I was taking it very seriously, I decided to book a flight to Paris, which is very close, it's like 50 minute flight. And um, and I, I, I thought well, this is an incredible opportunity for mm. me to to test to test the water, see how I feel. It's a short flight, it's fine. So I booked myself a ticket and I booked it myself, which is something that I've never done because it's too stre- it, it used yes. to be too stressful. Yes. And so I was very proud of that. Uh, how how ridiculous it sounds, I don't know, but I did book it. No, it doesn't sound ridiculous <laughs> at all because it's, it's like an extra commitment, isn't it? If you book it, it's yes. like, oh, no, this is my fault. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. I've done this to myself. <laughs> and then on top of that, I booked um, uh, a seat at the window, which is something that I never do, ever, mm. ever do, mm. for both ways at the window. And I tell you that uh, the takeoff was the most beautiful thing because it was at night. It was a Friday evening. The, the skies were clear and the plane doesn't really go high enough uh, or as high as it usually goes because it's super close. So you can see a lot more detail. It was such a beautiful flight. And I was just able to enjoy the flight and the views instead of actually feeling afraid of it. It was just really beautiful. And I was a bit stressed at the beginning. I remember being very stressed at the airport. And I don't know, I was just thinking, I'm, am I stressed because I'm afraid or am I stressed because is, it, is this like a body reaction mm. that you're, you know, you're just used to this reaction every single time you come to this specific place. So it's, it's the mechanics of your body is not really the fact that you're afraid. And as it turned out, as soon as I got into the plane, I think my, my outlook um, towards what I was doing was a bit different than usual. So the, it's it's funny that because I was very afraid before I got into the plane and as soon as I got in I was fine I was like okay I know what I'm doing I know mm. that my goal is to take off with my eyes open without music and I did that and I looked outside while doing that which is actually very helpful to have your eyes outside and, you yeah, know looking is. outside is actually very helpful uh, I guess it helps with your ears and your balance well you're also facing helpful. reality I so think. that's helpful as well yeah. yeah yeah and then I don't know I was just completely covered in joy I was just so happy that I was able to do it and actually not feel afraid of it and then when I came back two days later because this was just a week in getaway it was just I was just happy to come back home and I was able to read a book for the first time in my life in a plane which was really nice actually mm-hmm. because you don't really have anything else to do so You've got all the time in the world to read a book mm. and no one's bothering you. And, that, and it, it was just so nice. I don't know. Mm. It was really nice. And then a month later, um, I went to Japan. I went alone on my trip. I was a bit stressed because it was the first time in a really long time that I flew alone by myself. Yeah. And quite a long um, flight as well. Isn't it? In a really long flight. And well, I was not prepared for how long that was, but, you know, but that's another subject <laughs> for 14 hours standing still is uh, it's, it's something but but it doesn't matter the 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 problem was never the fear of being inside of the airplane and actually the fact that I didn't feel that fear made bits of it very enjoyable I was very excited to be flying to Japan and I was looking forward to my trip I was very yeah. I, was, I was feeling very 
I don't know, very emotional in a way because I was doing it by myself and I was very proud of that. Mm. But at the same time, I knew that I was about to go in a life-changing experience and it was, I don't know, it was just very nice. And, the, and on the return, it was sort of the same. I was just very happy and the flight was beautiful because we flew over the Arctic. Wow. Um, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. And mm. to be able to look out and not be afraid it's the type of things that I would be missing out, you know. Mm. I, yes. I can't. I just can't imagine being afraid for fourteen hours like I used to be in the short haul flights that you do across yes. Europe. That would have been absolutely a disaster. Yeah, I don't know how. I, I don't know. At at this point, I think that it. You just don't need to live with that. Mm. You can do something about that, so you don't need to go through that. I love that and, positivity. And, yeah, <laughs> because you can. I think everyone can. It's just engaging with that instead of hiding behind the, oh, no, but that's not for me or I can't mm. do it. You absolutely can. Everyone can. It's just engaging engaging with that. Easier said than done, but it's true. Well, I mean, it is about just a bit of application. And I've done a couple of 30-day programs in my life, and that's why I did a 30-day program. I thought, can just about keep the motivation for 30 days in 30 days although you know it's like apparently it's you know three months to change a habit can rough but that is an average you know so it's actually quite 30 days is is a significant amount of time if someone's committed and they apply themselves like you were I was also really gutted you know when we did one of the sessions I was not going to repeat what you said but there was a session that you did with Captain Steve and you yep. th- bombarded him with loads of great questions <laughs> yeah. and and uh, which he asked. And I was thinking, oh, I wish I could have recorded it because it was the questions were great, you know, the, and and it was a really nice, it was a really lovely session. I don't know if you felt the same, but it was, I felt like he, he really was very respectful of, and you know, a lot of pilots can give you the answers but not everybody has that sort of empathy or ability to sort of relate you know and he I felt that he he saw you and he heard you and he gave you some great answers and I was thinking I was so gutted but I couldn't record it because it's your private session but I was just thinking yeah well I would have been a great one you know because it was just it was it was really and I learned a few things from some of your questions. Like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, because there's all there's so many backups and backups and processes and stuff that it's only yeah. when somebody like yourself asks an intelligent question, you think, oh yeah, I thought of that, and then you suddenly <laughs> hear something. You didn't, I, there was a couple of things I thought I didn't know that, but they're all gone now. But no, it, it was it was it was honestly a really good session. I think it was you at the end of our first session. You said something in the lines of prepare all of your biggest questions of doom or something like that and <laughs> and I remember that during that week I was just like gathering my thoughts and and asking myself questions that you know I, I was kind of in a way I was kind of ashamed of the questions that I was putting together mm. but in another way I was like for me to get over this I also yeah. can't be afraid ask of your worst questions yeah, isn't it yeah ask my yeah. worst questions exactly and I remember that the first question was can engines explode <laughs> And then the the funny thing about it is that I I consider myself to have a really good sense of humor. And then I asked a question and, you know, we all bursted laughing at the question. And then he he replies with with so much empathy and 
I don't know, in 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 such a helpful way that in, in all the questions he, he replied, he mm. explained things. He had a little model plane, which was very, very cute. And, and it was very helpful as well, because then he can point at things while he was doing it. And yeah, oh, uh, by the way, the response to the question is, it's very unlikely. Like yeah. he said, something like 99.999%, it won't explode. And even if it does, uh, the other one, the other motor is still, the other engine is still okay to fly you and, or, you know, take off and come back for, a, mm. for an emergency landing. And then I asked, and what if the other, <laughs> what if the other motor, what if the other engine ex explodes? And he said, well, that's the same thing as if you were to play the lottery two weeks in a, in a, in a row and win first prize twice, which is something that just never happened with the same numbers i think as well as with the same numbers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. something that just makes your odds completely impossible so yeah. so he said that and i was like okay and uh and yeah and it was it was an incredibly helpful session of course but for me as well one of the first things that i told you was that that i was convinced that part of my problem was the gap in knowledge that i had so it wasn't really related to things like claustrophobia or yeah. fear of heights or you know other underlying problems there was more related to a gap of knowledge and and i think that because we live ever ever since the uh, the incident in in new york uh, 9-11 happened i think that we've been covered in such bad media co oh, covered in media coverage well anyway you get what i mean i do um, media coverage has been so negative about aviation that even even without realizing it, everything that you hear about planes is bad. Everything is negative. Is this bad thing happened? This bad thing happened. And of course, you know, I was a child when that happened, so that's all I've ever heard about. I've never mm. heard about positive things yeah. about aviation. So it's good to speak to someone that will give you a positive insight and and actually feel very excited about it. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was for me, that was the, the best part is seeing how how much he likes yeah. to be a pilot and to fly planes. And, and actually, we're lucky to have him, actually. We're lucky. Yeah. We're, you know, I've known him a few, quite a few years now. He's we had a we had a shortage of pilots. And so we recruited him when I was running the other Virgin course. And he's always so busy because you can't pin him down half the time, you know never answers his texts his whatsapp is a pain <laughs> in the ass but when you get him he's lovely and he's just he's just yeah so passionate about it and stuff and so giving and uh, the other thing you said was i thought was interesting you said mum was a gap of knowledge in knowledge not so much claustrophobia or fear of heights and i, I see those interrelated because i think sometimes what happens is people will have will feel you know they want to get out and they'll feel trapped and stuff so they go on claustrophobic yeah. But then underpinning that could be some really other, some rational things that might be helpful to know, like how often the air is changed, you know, every two to three minutes. And the fact that the environment, all the backups in place and for all the things to support us. And so I think when people understand that, I think it can also help with things like claustrophobia and fear of heights and stuff, because it's all stuff we do with our head, isn't it? I'm, yeah, making, I'm doing a really crude, crude broad brush there, but I think... I think there's always an element of understanding and technical stuff can really help. Yeah, I think so. And it's uh, and I I actually thought during the course it it wasn't um, it wasn't just the flying 
part, well, the, the, that part of aviation that was surprising to me was actually how much care goes into every single bit of it. So mm. uh, what the noises mean or um, the fact that the, 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 the air crew, the crew goes into the toilet every, I don't know how much, like half an hour or so to check that things are not on fire or just to check that everything is safe and that they, they know certain customers if they're having erratic behaviors even before they board to make sure yeah. that they keep an eye on them and or they limit the alcohol consumption things like that that mm. you wouldn't even can you, you wouldn't necessarily know that there was so much care and so much attention in yes. to these things and actually there is and i think it it, it in, in the the tendency is for this this attention to even increase more so you just know that in the future they won't relax the rules; they will just make them more stringent, because that's the nature of of how the the rules in aviation uh, evolve, from my understanding. So, so that's helpful. That that mm. that makes you feel very safe. Yeah, it makes you feel that it it's actually really difficult for you to disturb a flight because they are so prepared to deal with. Yeah. everything from small inconveniences to aggressive people it's just mm. it's quite it's quite surprising and it's uh, yeah, very yeah. reassuring as well. well that's good well i think i think a lot of people see the customer service side and think that means something i mean obviously different airlines have different levels of service that they offer but you know you know frills airline you're going to get you're going to pay for everything you're going to get stuff chucked at you <laughs> You know, some yeah. of them are some of them are worse than that, but the safety wise, it's the same. You know, it's the same. Yeah, and I think it's very easy to sort of confuse the two sort of elements, and uh, I think that's kind of your message there. So, doing amazing. You're an ambassador. You're out there. <laughs> I, I did uh, with your permission. I put your feedback on the website because uh, I just thought it was really nice when you sent me that text after you landed, yeah. which is just fantastic, you know, but it's just lovely to read stuff like that. And, but I wondered if I could push you for a kind of, somebody listening to this going, oh yeah, it's all right for you. you you're not as bad as me, blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe they just, they need a bit of that extra nudge to, to do something like you did or, or just to sort of go towards it a bit more. What, what advice would you give them based on your experience? So, so first of all, the first thing I would say is um, it, it's it's not as bad as it, it, it. It's a little bit different for everyone, and your the way that you manifest fear is different. If it's it's just different for every person. Mm. Um, I was going through sleepless nights for months before flying literally waking up in sweats because I was well in my dream in my nightmares my planes were falling or catching fire that sort of yeah stuff so you know it, you deal with it in different ways I'm quite functional when I'm feeling fearful or when I'm living this type of thing so it might not look like like I'm suppressing a lot but I am yes. and and there was a point where I understood that that fear was sort of it was removing my freedom. It was taking my freedom away from me. And that I could not allow anymore. When I when it came to a point where I understood from here on out, it's just going to be worse. I just thought, you know, I, I really need to do something about this mm. because this will take over my life. Yeah. And I think for most people who are afraid of flying, it's just thinking, 
how much are you actually able to take you know and and do you feel do you feel you need to go through it do you really need to go through this fear yeah because yes it is a bit scary to you know confront it at the beginning and take that step forward it it, it feels like it feels like there's nothing in front of you to hold you, but actually I, I just, I assure you there is, and it's, it will be fine. It will be a bit scary at the beginning, but then it will actually turn into something very positive. So, you know, just try really hard to get outside of your head and, and try not to think so much about yourself and the center of the problem or as the center of the problem and think about yourself as, the solution, because really the solution is inside of you. How how cheesy that sounds, I don't know. It sounds very cheesy, but but it is the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> it's like for, it's for you. Yeah, and it is the truth. Is one of those simple truths that it's you are the problem and you are the solution for this thing. And it's the it's the only thing you can do is just to move forward. If you're if you're willing to live through the pain of you know being afraid of flying and not going on holiday or not being your family then if you're willing to go through that that's entirely on you just know that it's it's on you it's your responsibility you are doing that to yourself wow and you can take yourself out of it as well i love this it's like tough love camilla it is it like <laughs> you know it how is. i am <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, no that's great that's really interesting actually yeah, so, you know, the power is with true. you, isn't it? That's your kind of message. The power is within you, yeah. You are the only person that can solve this problem. I mean, Paul helps, uh, of course, you know, you helped a lot. And, you know, talking to Captain Steve helps a lot because it unlocks, it helps you unlock certain things. But I would never speak to you if I didn't take that path, that, that, that step mm. forward. And I tell you, the day that I sent you that email asking for a small conversation, I was sweating. <laughs> Oh, really? I was so stressed. I was like, I can't believe that this is actually going to happen mm. because I felt the weight of, uh, you know, every single time I flew, I felt the weight of yeah. all of those people's lives on me because no one else seemed to be aware or care about the fact that flying was dangerous. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Don't you see what's about to happen to you? So, so yes, of course, there's the marrying of the rational and irrational, and my rational side took over and decided to email you and. It was scary, but it was worth it. Well, I'm glad you did. And, yeah, uh, me it's, too. It, you're, it's lovely to think of. I mean, there's there's lots and lots of success stories. Some we hear about, some we don't. But obviously, because we had our sessions together, I feel like I'm, I, I get where you've come from to where you are now. And it's just amazing. So thank you for trusting us to help you, but also the fact that you put yourself through it to do it, you know you've done it haven't you to keep up the good work amazing yeah and i'll carry on doing it because that's that's the thing it's i i just can't i just can't give it any any space you, come did, back. You, were, you said you thought people in commercial aviation were not nicer than you expected so you were going to go and pretend yes. as a pilot yeah well <laughs> that's that's something that we'll we'll think about for the next couple of months but um but yes i can show that as well actually because that was one of the most beautiful things that is, you know, you, when I started looking at uh, watching the videos of um, pi pilots, 
plane spotters and mm. that sort of stuff because I I thought you know I'm I was I was mainly afraid of takeoffs and uh, turbulence kind of disappeared when Captain Steve said very yeah clearly it's not going to fall and I was like well okay but, uh, but that's it <laughs> <laughs> if you say so I don't have another way I don't have a way of not trusting that but takeoff was still very scary for me so I decided to do the the cockpit mm. videos as I said earlier. And, and YouTube was my friend for that, right? I was searching for it. There's loads of channels that you can look into and you just see the interaction between the pilots who are usually very, well, usually, no, I haven't seen anyone that wasn't, they were very polite to each other. And then you see them speaking to people from, I don't know, ground. I don't know what it means exactly, but, you know, people that are on the ground, giving them direction to go to, uh, I don't know, that place or that place or where they should take off from that sort of thing and they're all so polite to each other and then even on the comment section you know internet is a very toxic place for most communities anyway and then yes. you go into the comments section in, in youtube and it's all the most the nicest comments ever people saying oh pilots are just the most amazing people mm -hmm. or uh, we're so thankful for all you do, or um, it's just such a beautiful thing to see you flying that plane, or you know, things, things like mm. that. And I haven't spotted any negative no. comments, any bad emoji, nothing. And and it just strikes me as one of the most positive communities that you can find online. So if if you think that that could be something helpful for you, maybe engage with them because mm. they're just genuinely really lovely people that are there because they really like playing. <laughs> yeah. And after all of this experience, to be honest, I really like playing myself. I find it really, really cool that you can fly. I think that's such a when you when you go past your fear, it's actually such a wonderful thing that we're able to fly and just go quickly from one place to another. And that we as you know, you, humankind were able to conquer that is just a, yeah. an absolutely outstanding thing. So yes, I have thought about maybe taking some pilot lessons or, uh, I don't know, at least trying to be in a cockpit at some point. So but that that is uh, something that potentially might happen in the future. Right. Just well, to try it. Because yeah, we want to hear just about to that. Just to try it. Yeah. <laughs> we have the best window seat anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I just want to I just want to see it and part of me also thinks that if if I go through through it all the way to the end then you know that's proper conquering a fear isn't it just, mm. you comp you completely dominated that fear yeah you, yeah you definitely have yeah yeah well Camilla thank you very much that was amazing some lovely little sound oh, bites you. in there so thank you well done keep up the great work <laughs> and I'm really grateful for you giving your time up today, and uh, and yeah, let us know if you if there's any sort of things that you notice that crop up at all. You know, if you get any sort of like, oh, had this question pop into head. No, don't be a stranger. Just drop us a message. And, no, uh, you know, you know, I won't. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you, you for having me. It's, thank it's you. my pleasure.
Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you found it useful. Now, as always, if you need any extra help, please join our Love Fly Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram at lovefly_help. And also, if you go to our website, which is lovefly.co.uk forward slash shop, you can see other ways that you can get some help. Thanks for listening.